defend me from those that rise up against me. Deliver me from the workers of inequity. And save me from the bloody men. Look, mind stayed up against it from the 40s. Meet the business mind of Motown's Berry Gordy. Turn crack rock into a chain of 4040s. Sorry, my jury's so gaudy. Slid into the party with my new pair of Maury's. America, meet the gangster Sean Corey. Hey, young world, wanna hear a story? Close your eyes and you can pretend you're me. A cut from the claw for the Kennedys. French Sinatra have a dinner with the Genovese. Hi, this is John Amerson, and I want to welcome you to the next podcast in a series of podcasts presented for you by the Psychologist Association of Alberta. The purpose of the podcast is to present information uh, that is timely, topical, and even controversial for the membership. Uh, today we led in with a Jay-Z song called Prayer because our single topic today is on prayer, the psychological dimensions of prayer. In previous podcasts, I've uh, spoken of religion and especially of the benefits psychologically of religion. Uh, I want to make it clear I'm not a, a, a man of spirit, so this is not a plug for um, religion nor even for spirituality. It is speaking, though, of the psychological impact and even benefit of religion generally and prayer. Uh, in the previous podcast, I did say that uh, people who are um, high in religiosity uh, tend to report uh, greater life satisfaction and cope with distress, normative uh, challenges of life in a, in a better fashion or report less distress with those normative issues that arise. That said, today we're going to speak about prayer. And I went through about four or five articles, uh, mostly current, but some one that was a little older, uh, that deal with prayer. So the, the first, uh, first article is from the Journal of Pers uh, Social, Personality and Social Psychology. Again, this used to be one of my favorite journals, uh, but then it was used uh, as the journal to demonstrate the problems of replica replicability, <laughs> replication in psychology. So um, I've sort of drifted a little bit away from it, being a bit more um, sun green about its um, uh, it, it, the, the articles that it publishes and the statements it makes. Nonetheless, this one, they looked at uh, prayer and they did four classifications and they, they uh, uh, correlated these types of prayer, classifications of prayer, um, with wellness and I, I'm, I'm assuming mood charting. And they were looking at types of prayer as it relates to certain states of mind. Uh, and so let me first go through those four types of prayer. Uh, they speak of adoration, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. If you listen to the lead-in um, on the Jay-Z number, uh, she is doing a prayer of supplication. Uh, you know, um, Lord, protect me, take care of me, uh, supplicating herself uh, to the higher power that she is seeking to um, uh, give her uh, uh, guidance, support, and protection. All right, so, so supplication, uh, thanksgiving, confession, and adoration. Those are pretty much self-explanatory. Um, and what they found was that on good days where people were classified, they're, they're talking about what kinds of prayers they were doing, uh, or, or, or maybe perhaps um, sharing what they, how they prayed, uh, they found that thanksgiving and adoration were much higher on good days. In other words, when you had a good day, you would um, 
uh, engage in adoration and thanksgiving of, of a divine being. Nonetheless, they also found that supplication was higher on bad days. Uh, help me, you know, take care of me, uh, blah, blah, blah. So this, this uh, psychological um, deficit, negativity, uh, uh, and the uh, negative rating of those days would lead to what you heard her uh, lead in with. Um, the other thing that they found was that supplication related to envy, in other words, someone is doing better uh, or, or having more than me, uh, that um, uh, thanksgiving uh, uh, re prayer related to gratitude, uh, confession related to guilt, and adoration related to awe. I think I did a podcast a while back on the psychological construct of awe. So adoration had to do with um, the evocation through something around the person or through circumstances in their daily life that relate to awe. Awesome, eh? Okay, uh, in, in, a, in, in a second article, um, that was in the psychology of religion, I believe. I've got health psychology, the journal Personality and Social, uh, psychology, religion, psychology, and, and therapy. I've got mental health, religion, and culture, religion, spirituality, and aging. These are all the journals that I was using. So the second one, I think, was in the psychology of religion. They were looking at uh, uh, prayers uh, uh, by Jews, and they were looking at men and women. And they found that um, prayer of any type any type gave greater satisfaction, uh, but for men, not for women. So in other words, when they were charting the types of prayers, they found that any of those kinds of prayers uh, uh, increased life, life satisfaction in men, but had no impact upon women. All right, so let's go to another one. Um, uh, uh, the um, impact of prayer and satisfaction in life uh, increases increases satisfaction if uh, people are of uh, lower education um, and uh, lower financial resource. So prayer seems to be similar to um, uh, cognitive enhancement and uh, and uh, and uh, economic benefit. So what isn't there in terms of education and what isn't there in terms of finances or money, um, the, the, what's put in the bank is prayer. And that the, those folks, the lower their education, the lower their income, the more satisfying their lives uh, in relation to the use of prayer. All right. Uh, another one. Looking at um, in religion, spirituality, and, and um, no, no, mental health, religion, and culture, uh, they found in this, with Islamic folks, uh, the importance of faith, uh, religiosity, and identity correlated very, very high with well-being. So uh, religiosity is a te tendency to embrace religious principles, and then um, uh, faith is how much one believes, and then how much one identifies as that. How much do I identify as a Catholic, as a Jew, as a Muslim, as a Hindu? increased satisfaction uh, but what was really funny with among islamic folks attendance at religious services in the mosque did not so you could have all the other things going that is religiosity um, uh, 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 faith 
of great faith and, and, and then an identity. Uh, but in terms of attendance upon religious ceremonies, a regular attendance at the mosque uh, did not uh, determine that. So the prayer aspect of that is, uh, if one understands a little bit about the faith of Islam, uh, you know, there's the five daily prayers. And so people are to pray five times a day and then attend mosque to pray uh, when that is opportune. Uh, but that made a little difference in terms of satisfaction. Uh, in the psychology, spirituality, and aging, um, they saw that um, awe and adoration was a very powerful form of prayer, that it increased well-being and decreased depression, greater satisfaction, and even people reported better health. That is, they felt uh, more healthy when their prayers were predominantly situated in adoration. Um, uh, that was, uh, I already said which, which journal that one was from. And again, this is, uh, relates also to Edmondson's earlier uh, podcast on awe. Um, uh, uh, two more articles and then then you're out of this i think i'm just throwing these at you so fast maybe i should have unpacked them with a little more subtlety but um in couples and family therapy recently they were looking at religiosity and uh, religiosity and how it impacts uh, three dimensions in relationship and the first was commitment then relationship self-satisfaction and then negative interaction and what they found is where both people had a high commitment to religiosity, that is the importance of religion in their life and in their identity. Uh, they um, were high uh, on, on um, the first two. So, so that commitment and, religion and, um, and relationship satisfaction were very high where they both embraced religiosity in a common metric, that is both were, re were religious in the same way. Um, and commitment was, um, the highest, uh, uh, sorry, sorry uh, uh, all, both those were high, but if only one of them was committed to religiosity, there was greater commitment in the relationship. In other words, both parties would, would demonstrate a commitment to the relationship, if, even if only one had high religiosity. Now, the, um, the uh, blowback on this though, was if they had different degrees of investment in their religiosity. That means maybe different articles of faith, different ways of expressing their faith, different commitments to the activities associated with their faith, there was less satisfaction and much greater negative interaction. And I've seen this clinically where um, someone has a, a, a sort of a born-again commitment to faith and um, uh, they begin to interact and it becomes a bit of a, of a power struggle where the religiosity is used to say, well, I'll be praying for you, you know, that kind of approach. And, and then the other person, of course, um, not appreciating that. So uh, that was uh, from uh, couples work. Uh, the, the last article is one that came from 1989, of all things, when I was reading the articles, looking at the abstracts and looking at references. This one popped up from 1989, and it was... Um, uh, in the, uh, the um, uh, mental, mental health, uh, religion, and culture. And what it showed was that, uh, that going to psychotherapy was very much akin to prayers of supplication. And, and there is a, it was a conceptual article that uh, when people are supplicating themselves, seeking 
in the power that's associated with something outside of themselves, this was this is akin uh, to, uh, to to going to psychotherapy. Now this is um, psychodynamic sort of interpretation of it, but I thought that was kind of cute that individuals will come in with varying degrees of supplication, as we know, varying degrees of commitment to be able to 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 the process of therapy, and that often the therapist's job is to um, lower the demand characteristics and and then. Um, increase competency in the individual. In other words, to demonstrate that they are capable and worthy and able to be there and then to increase the confidence in the process. So trying to deliver the goods in some way so that the person increases their quote faith in, in uh, the religion of psychology. All right, so there's the uh, there's the podcast. I'm gonna go back and listen to it. I may wanna do this one again because it seems like I'm just running through the pages here. And even though it made sense to me, it might not have been that clear for you guys. Just like a breath, you know I'll take